In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Assalamu alaikum. This is The Conviction Project, a podcast where we leave you with no doubts about Islam. My name is Maraj Rana, and I am Farhan Iqbal. So I've had a doubt that uh that I think it's uh it's kind of stayed with me for quite some time. Um, you know, I think about sometimes when you know when you learn about evolution and you learn about species and you learn about different species and different branches naturally the question that comes up is you know will there be another species after humans will one day you know humans mutate to the point where you know that a new species comes out or you know sometimes when we think about technology we think that the new species or the threat to humans is artificial intelligence. I remember uh, a couple of months back, or maybe it was a year ago, that an article came out that Facebook um, or another tech company had to shut down their artificial intelligence unit because the the robots there, they invented their own language and the people who invented them could no longer understand and they panicked and they freaked out um, and they shut down that whole system. So I thought, you know, artificial intelligence is um, is huge. It's it exists. You know, it's not something that doesn't exist anymore. Um, it's taking people's jobs. You know, and people for, predict that in the future it will take over a lot of jobs. So I wonder, you know, Islam Ahmadiyya particularly probably has a lot to say about this because. How is it that, you know, the Messiah has come and, you know, it's a new age, new development, and all of a sudden there's this threat to civilization and mankind? Um, so, you know, I thought, you know, Farhan, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on like, the future of civilization or future of humans, so to speak? And where do you see Islam playing a role or Ahmadiyya Islam playing a role uh with all these advancements in technology? Actually, I wanted to uh, step back a little bit. Um, I think understanding our future uh, requires an understanding of the past because the way we have reacted to uh, various things in the past, I think I think our reaction to artificial intelligence or our future in general is, is, is the same. The reactions have been, or the, the feelings and the fears have been similar in my opinion. Um, about a year ago, I had a chance to look into the history of technology and how human beings have always reacted to it. And, and, and from what I understand, from late antiquity till the modern day, Whenever a new technology has presented itself, human beings have reacted very negatively in the beginning. So something uh, comes around and, 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 uh, and, and people start 
panicking and wondering what it's going to do and how it's going to shape the future. And and it starts to, um, you know, become demonic almost. And and uh, you know, just, just uh, I don't think we have to give many examples. I think it's pretty obvious. Just go back maybe 100 or 150 years. Imagine how people might have felt about the first light bulb, for instance. Um, you know, I mean, we take it for granted. Light bulbs are all around us. But those people, when the first humans came in, interacted with those light bulbs, maybe there were a lot of conspiracy theories or ideas or fears that it's going to explode or it's going to kill or it's mm-hmm. going to, I don't know, a bunch of things. Um, we, we don't even need to go that far. We can even go, you know, as far as like when they switched over from VCR to DVD or when, you know, when they switched over or like headphone jacks, you know, we used to have headphone jacks on our phone. Now we don't, you know, people panicked. Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, and even, even um, things like, uh, I, I, I remember um, when I was uh, in Pakistan as, 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 a, as, a, as a boy, a very, in my childhood, um, the, the government uh, built this highway that connects two main cities in Pakistan. And, you know, the poorer people who haven't come across a lot of roads and highways, you know, the whole concept, I and mean, they, they called it a motorway over there, right? It's, it's the British. So it's, it's they, 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 the, the, the people in general, like the, the poorer people or the not so educated people who had not seen a lot of motorways became very frightened and they said they will never go on that motorway. And they had all kinds of crazy stories, fantastical stories about people getting abducted or killed or, or even things like ghosts. Uh, you know, coming uh, crazy stories. I mean, literally, this is this is not even this is not even thirty years ago, right? Um, so it's 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 that fear. I think anytime we want, I think generally when we talk about the future. I mean, I've read that book, uh, which a lot of people have read, nineteen eighty four, um, and then I think uh, more recent one was the Handmaid's Tale where the, the, the idea of a future which is so horrific and, and, and people are attracted to that for some reason um, because they think that we are on the wrong road here and we are going the wrong direction and it's going to be all crazy and chaotic in the future. And I think, um, I think the entertainment industry actually makes money out of that um, because they, they produce uh, uh, content that talks about a f- really bad, horrific future. This is something that, that is not happening now. This is something that has always been the case. If you study the history of technology, the first chariot, the first uh, catapult, the first people were, the, the first time gunpowder, and you know people were going crazy. What is this? This is going to destroy humanity. Um, you know, I mean, there is an argument that, let's say, even in military terms, nowadays we have nuclear weapons, and that is a really bad weapon that can really destroy the whole earth, really. Um, and and that's different from the past. I, I understand that completely. But I, what I'm trying to say is that we have to step back and, and have a balanced view on these things because there is that human tendency to really become afraid um, of these things. And I think... Um, recently, I, I, I came across a podcast as well where Elon Musk was talking about artificial intelligence. 
and he was talking about neuroscience and he was talking about um, a, a new species being born and then they would wipe out the human beings or they would just uh, treat us as a lower species. Uh, I think it's just uh, overplayed or we are just overreacting. Um, you know, even I, I, I came across, uh, and, and you might have uh, come across this as well, uh, uh, an interview of uh, uh, Steve Jobs, who, or I think one of his associates, they were saying that, you know, the computer, when it first came out in the late 80s and early 90s, people were like a bit turned off by it because these are bulky, big machines that take up a, a huge amount of space in our homes um, and people were turned off by that but then what apple did for instance is that it it brought it into that little thin slate called the ipad and it just the interaction with the computer was so much better that people started enjoying it before that before these kind of tablets computers used to be in these big bulky machines um, that make these sounds and they have these fans and you know, and the connection of the, inter you know, all kinds of crazy things. Um, you so, know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I get what you're saying. But what do you think that says about human beings when, cha when, when change wants to happen? You know, is it that we're so afraid of change? Um, is it is it that, you know, we want to maintain status quo? So does that mean that it's our responsibility as a community, as an organization, that we should always be open to new ideas? And is there anything in Islam that suggests that we should be open to new ideas? Or does Islam also promote this idea of status quo? And does it maintain that, you know, you should always keep a balance of traditions and things like that? Because I think some people may experience that uh, certain communities or certain regions, certain areas, there's there we, we maintain traditions, we maintain how things are, how we, we, we want to say, you know, this is how things were. And this is how things will always stay. And we should try to strive for that. And I think this is a larger, larger conversation about how we want to maintain. Because I, I can see the benefit from a human point of view of why we would want things to remain the same. You know, it, it's predictable. Yeah, I, I think I think even even day to day things like day to day um, things. Yeah, we don't um, like change. Like changing your home. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Changing we, a computer. Changing your um anything anything you know absolutely we, we, we like to stick to things that we have and and we like that familiarity yes because uh, it's predictable and, and, and that's yeah. necessary but at the same and, time and i think it's an evolutionary response also probably yeah um because uh, when there's change there's danger mm -hmm. absolutely um, yeah and and uh, yeah we're getting really into deep deep into this but what what i was really trying to trying to argue is that when it comes to artificial intelligence, let's not overreact and let's not make, uh, let's not speculate about a, about a horrific future. Let's, uh, let's see how it goes. Let's see which direction it takes. Right. There is uh, one thing I, want, I would like to say, and that from a religious perspective. Actually, uh, first, I would like to answer the question that you asked. What is the Quran? The, the best that I can, I can, um, I can uh, recall is that the Quran says, 
The Quran talks about these ulil albab, the men of understanding, who ponder over the creation of the heavens and the earth and the turning of the day and the night. And there are many verses like that that talk about scientific advancement in the Quran, pondering over our surroundings and trying to improve. Right? I mean, of course, we're not just going to ponder and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to lead us to research and experiment and invention and innovation. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the Quran is, is really supportive of this idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is that limitation in one place where the Quran says where human beings want to alter the creation of God and alteration of the creation of God. We know that things like cloning or other things that that are too extreme, mm-hmm. um, where they want to just start, you know, manipulating the genetic uh, makeup of, of newborn babies and all that kind of stuff. That's right. where maybe there are some even ethical uh, boundaries. But mm-hmm. what what I'm what I'm trying to say is that uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence, the same thing. I mean, let's not uh, build a bubble uh, of something fearful and, and in reality, it's, it's not even that much. And I think it has happened to us and it has been happening to us even for the last 40 years where ev- anything related to computers that comes up, we start really um, becoming anxious and later on we realize it was nothing, right? I mean, try showing a, a you know, think about someone from the seventies, show them a s- smartphone and they would just freak out because it's, it's uh, it, it can do so many things that nowadays we just take it for granted. But in the 70s, you know, somebody would see that. That would really uh, make them scared, I think. Right. Um, so, yeah. you, you know, the, the message that I'm getting from our conversation here is that we should approach change and we should approach advancements in technology specifically with a little bit of optimism you know, with a little bit of, um, you know, positivity that something good can come out of this. Because I I always like to think that things are not inherently bad. I think it's the utility of those things. So, you know, there's a lot of great things out there in the world. Artificial intelligence is great. Technology is great. And also it can be used for bad, for evil. But I think that goes with anything, absolutely anything you can you it's the utility of things so i think there's a helpful reminder for us that you know we we should remain optimistic we should remain positive and we should think about the good way of using the things that we have or the things that we've made and also recognize that there are dangers so that way we always kind of uh you know put a boundary around us so we stay within our limits so we know that if we go too far it can get really bad. So, you know, be conscious of the fact of that we're going to stay within our limits. And I think that's a really helpful kind of philosophy for other things as well. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, uh, any kind of extreme, uh, you know, an extreme approach to anything, I think it's it, it, it can lead to negative results. And uh, one uh, thought that, uh, one one point that I didn't cover earlier is that I believe that, consciousness is is something that comes directly from God and consciousness is something that uh, does not that cannot be created like by human beings uh, God is conscious and he has granted us 
consciousness. And for us to be able to grant that to a computer, I don't think it will be possible. I think artificial intelligence will mimic, maybe in the future it will mimic consciousness, but it will not become conscious the way human beings are conscious. Um, and there's another argument for that. I, I came across an article on rational, relig ra rational religion. Um, one of my friends is there, and 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 he 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 discusses these topics. Um, and um, I think he made a good argument there, where when it comes to consciousness and thinking that the robot will become self-aware, quote unquote, self-aware is itself something that is hard to explain. I mean, we know animals to some extent are self-aware, but some uh, animals are not aware of, of their own selves. I mean, they will see themselves in the mirror and not even recognize what that is. They will see some other animal. So it's, it's just um, it, it, consciousness itself, I think there's an argument here. It's something mm -hmm. that comes from God and human beings have it and it's a gift and it's not something that we can just pass on to a computer. Hmm. So I have thoughts on that, but I, I'm mindful of time. And I think that that'd be a great way to pick up our next episode, uh, specifically talking about consciousness. And I know this could get really deep and really philosophical, but you know, if you do have more ideas about what we should be talking about or what you would like to hear us talk about, please do send it out to theconvictionproject at gmail.com. And we'd be happy to take um, any more topics that... Um, that are sent out to us. Um, other than that, you know, if you would like to see our past episodes, you can go to www.theconvictionproject.com and, and take a look there. So once again, this is The Conviction Project, where we leave you with no doubts about محمد الرسول الله صلي على نبينا صلي على محمد صلي على حبيبنا 